This is a City of Crestview podcast. Welcome to Season 2 of Civic View. My name is Chance Levins and I'm your digital media specialist here at the City of Crestview. The goal of Civic View is to keep our citizens informed and entertained while maintaining a sense of transparency between you and your local government. And here at City Hall and all across the city, we value that communication as well as civic engagement, and we hope this podcast will continue to be a source of both. So let's get started. Hello, Crestview, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Civic View. On today's episode, we're going to keep rolling with the Raising the Bar, which is the new mission for uh, the mayor's put forward for the city this year. And to talk about that and also some of the future plans for 2021, I have the Chief of Police, uh, Stephen Cosker. Thank you for joining me, Chief. Hey, Chance. Good to be here. As uh, I always appreciate you coming on and talking to me and engaging with us and the citizens of Crestview. So um, before we go into 2021, I, I do want to talk a little bit about how we ended 2020 with the police department, which was pretty fun. We did the um, toy handout and the Cops for Kids events, and I, I believe I got to ride around in the police truck with the uh, blue, is it Blue Velvet Santa? Is that the? Yeah, blue Velvet Santa was uh, touring Crestview this year at and got to hand out a lot of toys to to a lot of different kids. Yeah, that was that was really great. It's a great program. I'm excited for us to do it again when we get to the end of 2021 as well. Um, I just wanted to highlight that because I, I personally enjoyed that, and that was a good time. Um, and so as we roll from 2020 and we roll into 2021, uh, I know one of the first community events that we have coming up uh, with the police department is going to be the Flashlight um, Unity Walk, which will be February the 27th, right? Yeah, February 27th, uh, starting at City Hall at 5.45 p.m., and we'll start walking at 6 p.m. Okay, and and before that, we'll have um, um, an ensemble band from the high school performing music, as well as some of the uh, police department doing, are we going to do hamburgers and hot dogs again, or... Uh, so we have the high school ensemble that's tentatively scheduled, and the uh, um, Crestview Police Department... um, Police, excuse me, the Crestview Citizen Police Academy alumni will be going ahead and cooking the hot dogs and hamburgers, um, make sure that they're masked up and wearing their gloves, and, and uh, we'll be doing that just prior to the event. And after the event, they'll have uh, cupcakes um, for, for everybody and hot chocolate, depending on the weather. Cool. So all of the calories that you'll walk off on the walk, we're going to put right back on you when you get back. So that should be fun. Um, so let's, uh, let, I know I wanted to cover that because that's, this episode will be coming out soon before that. And we wanted to get that out there, but let's, let's talk a little bit about raising the bar and the mayor's initiative this year and doing that, you know, um, it was a new view and then we went into a community coming together and this year we are, um, raising the bar. So I know that you as, uh, the chief and the police department has been, um, embracing this quite a bit. And I, I kind of wanted to know what, um, what that means to you and what that means to CPD. You know, the, the raising the bar is, is very fitting for, uh, for a municipal law enforcement agency. Uh, the, the reason that, that we exist is, is because uh, citizens um, within Crestview are, are, are expecting and demanding a little bit more uh, quality of service for, from their police department and from the other services as well. They, they do have an option. Uh, they, they could go ahead and decide that they wanted the sheriff's office to go ahead and provide those services. But, but um, part of the reason they become a municipality is so that they can have the, their own police 
Salesforce and other services. So uh, one of the things that, that I'm always explaining to the men and women that work at Crestview is, is that every day is an interview, um, that we're going ahead and we're, we're providing a service at such a level that, that we're passing that interview and, and that people want to, to make sure that, that they keep the Crestview Police Department. Yeah. Um, so that's, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that's more in, it's to like, um, it's community policing, right? I mean, it's kind of embracing that idea of community policing. It's everything. It's community policing, which is, is us getting out into community, interacting with the citizens, making sure that they, they know who we are and we know who they are. Um, but it's also providing a, a higher level of service as far as doing uh, house checks when, when people are going to be away from their home. It, it's uh, doing uh, business checks um, throughout out the day and, and ju- just making sure that, that the uh, people um, know that we're out and about in their community and know who we are. Cool. I think that's a that's great. You know, we keep everybody. Uh, that the interview aspect that's that's interesting to unpack and think about um, because it it really, you know, if you, when you go for a job interview, you're doing your best and you're trying to be your best and you're trying to leave an impression. And I think that that if we can have officers and in our community that are leaving positive impressions on our citizens, um, that has to make being a police officer in Crestview easy, easier for the police officer as well. You know? Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I always, uh, um, make sure people are aware of this is that, um, being a police chief of Crestview, that's not just my job. It's also I'm the police chief of my hometown. This is this is where I live. This is where uh, my family lives. And we, we go to the schools here in Crestview. We go to the shops here in Crestview. Um, I go to uh, one of the local gyms in Crestview. And so when I'm out and about, I'm interacting with people that are experiencing our service, which is the same service that my family's getting. And I've really been proud of, over the last, I've been here about 16 to 17 months. And over the last 16 to 17 months, I, I've really had an increase of people coming up to me and, and, and say, saying that they really see um, the difference in the police department and, and, and what, what we're doing. And I, I think that's that philosophy of, of every day's an interview, that we're going out there every day and, and we're proving our worth to, to the citizens and, and, and why we're striving to be the best police department um, in the Panhandle area. Yeah, I, I think that's always a being the best at anything you're doing is always a, a worthy goal. Um, and it's, you know, something you can always continuously work for towards because you never really become the best at something, but you can always keep striving to, to keep raising the bar as the mayor would put sure. it. it. One of the things that, uh, one of my favorite sayings is, is that the only person that I'm trying to be better than is the person I was yesterday. And, and, and I, I think that we, we really try to uh, instill that in our police officers is, is that, that, you know, yesterday, yesterday was great, but tomorrow is going to be, you know, e- even better. And, and we're going to go ahead and, and do even more. Cool. I, I like that. That's that's a that's great. Actually, I'm gonna apply that to myself some in the future. <laughs> but uh, okay, so we so so all that kind of plays into what I want to talk to you next about, and that's kind of um, you know I've I've talked with Tim about the plan for 2021 for the city. I've talked to the mayor about the plan for 2021. So I want to kind of ask you, you know, what's what's the plan for CPD in 2021 outside of raising the bar and, and you know what we just spoke about? Um, can we get a little bit of information about what's going on with the actual police department? Sure. One of the things that we're really excited about is is that we, we currently have uh, 
people in, in uh, six different uh, people in different areas of either background or the police academy uh, where they'll be coming out soon and, and joining the, the police force and so uh, the first one comes out next month um, and and then we basically have a rotation of, of people that, that'll be starting on the road uh, with, with our police department so this is going to help us greatly improve our services uh, when I got here in, in uh, 2019 we were approximately uh, 20% down a little bit a little bit more than that um, with, with these added officers will be uh, less than 10% down we'll only have three open positions and so so uh, you know we'll strive to, to go ahead and fill those three open positions but uh, again when we go ahead and and get people into our department and, and get them pro uh, properly trained we're going to be able to increase the uh, level of service and what, what I'm really excited about these are people that that I had the opportunity to sit in on the interview process for and and one of the things I always preach is, is that um, I can train just about anybody to be a police officer. Uh, however, it took their whole life in, uh, before that uh, to become a good person. Right. And, and that's what we're really interviewing for is, is, is we, we've geared our questions towards uh, finding good quality people. And, and that's also why we've opened it up to cadet positions is so that I'm not counting on just finding, you know, a, a small select people of that finish the academy. This is, uh, is I've got it open to the general public to, to, to go ahead and find the best people that we can um, and, and apply that philosophy of, I'm looking for the best human beings that, that we, we can find um, and, and we, we can turn them into quality police officers. Yeah. I mean, that goes with some of the social media that I've seen you post whenever you post that you guys are, you know, hiring or looking and that's be the change that you want to see in your community. So if when you become a police officer, you've kind of are a part of that, that function that is the ultimate change because you're, you're being a part of you literally are serving your community once you take that step. Yeah, we, we definitely live in a time where where, where people are, are looking more for looking for more from their police department, um, and, and you know you know what you know we, we want to, to embrace that and, and give people the opportunity to to, to be that um, you know and we also want people to see it as a, a viable career um, you know we we definitely uh, have. Uh, opened up the, the, the possibility for people to, be, to go to the cadet program. A lot of times I, I used to run into people and, and they would say, you know, I really love to be a police officer, but, you know, I got these bills I got to pay or I got these, you know, the, the family that I got to feed. And, and by open, offering cadet positions, we're giving people an opportunity to get a, a paycheck while they're in the, the academy. Um, you go ahead and get through the academy, earn college credits, and then when they, they become a police officer, um, we, we encourage them to uh, continue their college education by offering them uh, payback for tuition. Yeah. Um, so while, so while we, we talk about that and we're talking about, let's talk about training a little bit. I know you've got a couple different uh, things going on with the PD going through this year. Uh, we, right before this, we were talking and you said, uh, brought up that there's some CPR certification that their guys are going to, and gals are going to go through soon. Sure. At, at the beginning of each year, um, we, we look at what training we're going to need as, as a department. Uh, one of the trainings that that's going to be mandatory for the, this year is the, uh, uh, CPR training, um, which is really timely because of the fact that at the last council meeting, we went ahead and, and uh, uh, presented officer Elric with a life-saving award. He, he did CPR on a, a pregnant female and, and uh, um, they delivered the baby at the hospital a, a after that. Um, so so in, in sense, he, he went ahead and uh, 
um, saved two lives at, at one time with that. And we're, we're really excited and we're very proud of them um, for that. And so, so we, we, obviously we have the CPR training, which is important for, for that reason. Um, but we, we also have other training that that's just as important. Our officers are on the road all the time. So all the time. So we're going to have vehicle operation training um, where it's a practical training where, where the officers get, get to, um, you know, experience different um, hazards and, and different obstacles that, that we have to, to go through. Um, then we'll, we'll also have, uh, this year we're, we're issuing stop sticks, which is a, an exciting tool. Um, obviously, uh, we, we really um, don't want to put, ever put the public at, at risk by having a high-speed pursuit. And so by having the stop sticks, this is, is an opportunity to go ahead and prevent that, but also um, apprehend the, the bad guy that might be trying to flee in a vehicle. And that's a new tool that, that we'll be issuing out this year, and, and we're really excited about that. And uh, this year we're also going to do a um, – uh, defensive tactics training, which uh, I'm excited about that because, um, you know, a lot of times we, we do different trainings like de-escalation de training, um, and so, sometimes we're able to do that uh, using a simulator, um, but by actually doing hands-on defensive tactics uh, training, uh, this will really uh, assist us with, with taking that classroom uh, and making a, a practical application of de-escalation. Yes. I mean, so for you guys, I mean, I'm not a police officer, so I don't get this experience, but I imagine that no matter how, how much you read in a book or go through training and, and test and do simulation, like you're talking about, as far as, you know, like with a screen or something like that, being able to actually practice practical applications in person and you, and you get that down better and, and that, and you get more comfortable with how you're going to handle it makes it, I imagine it makes it a lot easier once you're in the environment to be able to do that without overthinking. I, I imagine that's a good skill to have as a police officer is not to overthink in sure. a moment of an emergency or even when you're just trying to deescalate a situation. Sure, and, and when you do go hands-on, you know, if it does come to that, you want to be able to use the proper amount amount of force if it comes to that. And, and um, the only way to do that is just to actually experience it, you know, actually on a mat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if some, it's good to know how hard you've got someone, or you know, when you're when you're wrapping up with them, if you've been wrapped up yourself, right? I mean, you guys go through that with the taser, also, don't you? Um, and things like that. Yeah, they they, um, they do the when they do the initial taser training. Um, uh, mo most officers are, are actually tased during that that training, so that they ha have a grasp of what's going on once they apply that. Okay. Well, I mean, I. Uh, Hopefully that, you know, we never have an interaction with a police officer where I have to get tased or get put in a headlock or anything like that. But I'm glad that we we are taking taking the time to make sure that our police officers are trained and prepared to defend themselves, but also to deal uh, with citizens in a manner that doesn't have to be um scary or violent sure. i mean one of the things too is is, is is you know officers want to go home safe just like everybody right. else and and so uh, one of the things that we preach when we're doing de-escalation training and and and, and uh, interacting with people is is, is we, we really preach the the fact that you know you win every fight that you don't have to get into and so so if you you can go ahead and talk somebody into the handcuffs and and get used to the the art of doing that um you know that that's really ideal you know and and uh, part of the way to do that is is that if you feel comfortable in your skills of what happens if it doesn't go that way, um, then, then you, you won't be as antsy or jumpy when, when you, you have to come into those those situations. But the, the key is is to not have the first time you encounter that 
out on on the streets you know where, where things are getting out, out of hand is and, and again I, I really honestly believe that the more comfortable you feel with your different techniques the more likely you're never to have to have to actually use yeah I mean that that's that makes sense you know, when you, when you process it that way. So, uh, I think the last thing I want to, I want to talk a little bit about before, um, I let you go is the, the new officers that are coming in are, will they all be like patrol officer positions that they're going to be filling? So if that's the case, then I'm curious, are we going to get back to having like a specific traffic officer that's out there, you know, making sure everyone's following specifically following traffic laws or what what's going on with that uh, it's a great question and as i said before when i when i got here uh we were 20 percent down and obviously if you're 20 percent down then you're not going to have as many of those specialty units or, or any of them at all and so uh, uh you know for, first we have to put the officers through a, a 13 to 16 week uh, field training pro- program and then they'll be assigned to a shift as we fill the shifts up uh, then we can start having discussions about which specialty units we're, we're going to fill first uh, so the ultimate goal is to to go ahead and and have these special units that, as you said, one of them being traffic. Um, what that'll do is, is that'll have specific people signed to traffic that not only are enforcing the, um, the, the rules, but that they'll also uh, handle the traffic accidents, which allows the patrol officer to, to go ahead and spend more time in the neighborhood. So, so we're definitely looking into that. Uh, definitely like to bolster up our, our community affairs unit um, and, and deal with any special uh, problems that, that we have uh, within the city of Crestview. So so yes, the ultimate goal is just to eventually get the uh, to full allotment, which will allow us to go ahead and explore which specialty units we we feel we, we need first. Cool. All right. Um, I think that that will uh, that'll do it for us. I uh, just want to remind everyone again that we have the flashlight uh, community unity walk coming up on February the twenty seventh. It'll be it'll start here at City Hall in the parking lot. Um, don't don't park in our parking lot. You can park around in the surrounding area, and the walk will go down Wilson, loop back around Main Street, and come down Main Street, and then back around here and in back at the City Hall parking lot. And that walk will start at five forty five. Um, and you can get here a little bit earlier than that if you want and enjoy some of the music and everything. And uh, I think that's going to do it. Uh, Chief, thanks again for having our, <laughs> for having me on. Thanks again for joining me on the podcast. It was my pleasure. Thank you. And uh, that'll do it. Chris, thank you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. You can hear new episodes every Friday on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and on our website at www.cityofcrestview.org. Civic View is a public affairs program produced and recorded right here at City Hall and is also featured Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. on WAAZ-FM and WJSB-AM. Our music is recorded, produced, and performed by Scott Holmes, and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at City of Crestview. And with that, I'll say be safe, Crestview, and I'll catch you next time.